Well, welcome, and uh, welcome to those who are listening online as well. Um, before I get started, uh, there was, wow, what a powerful time of worship. <laughs> there's something, there's just something about when we let go of ourselves and we understand who is in control. And just like a big daddy, we just come to him and we just lay all of our burdens and fears and expectations down and such peace. And I hope you experience that peace through the love of Christ this morning. And we'll have more time after the message to worship together. But as I was praying and as I announced to you about Casey's sister, Stacy, um, it is true. He, I, I shared what he shared with me, but, uh, you know, what he said, what the doctor said, that it doesn't look like she's going to make it. And during worship, I just felt like I had to lay that at the cross and say, you know what? That's not, that's not words of faith. I'm not here to treat, teach prosperity and healing necessarily, but God has the final say. Doctors don't, although God blesses doctors with the gift to bring healing and life and, and medication and all that stuff, but God has the final say. And all he calls us to do, just like Jesus in the garden, he said, Father, take this cup from me. I don't want to go through it. And I don't want to endure the pain. But nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And so I just speak in front of you that we just speak God's will over Stacy. We speak your ministering spirit and angels to be over her. And if it is your will that she take her last breath, then we ask that you would minister to her spirit as you take her to yourself. Or, Father, that you would do a miracle in our midst. And you would get the glory either way, Father. But we trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, everybody. I love, I don't know about you, I, I truly, this is not a job for me. I love being here in the presence of God with all of you. And I uh, love what God's doing in 2017 in our lives, in our church, in our community. And if you let it, if you let him have control, this could be the best year yet of your life. I believe that this is a year of breakthrough for so many, for us as a church, for our community. But we have to surrender and let go. That's what surrender means, to let go to God and to put him first. And so the last two services, one on New Year's Eve, and then Daniel led the consecration of 2017 last Sunday. And he poured his heart and left his heart out here. So hopefully you received that and responded. Um, but it's all been about giving our, our year and giving our lives to Christ. Whether you call it New Year's resolutions or if you just call it commitment. How are you doing? We're, what, three full weeks into the New Year's now? Do you know that they say six weeks? About 60% of people drop off of their New Year's resolutions in three to six weeks, so we're, we're almost there. Have fun. But how are you doing? And for the last six months, 
I've known what God has wanted to do this year in the life of our body, and that is, number one, to teach what it means to be healthy and live a healthy life according to this thing called the Bible. Number two is for you to understand what God's Word says about you, about who He is, and about His design and intended purposes for you to live out the fullness of your life. And I'm not just talking about physical health here. So if you're looking for a physical health plan, it's probably not going to be found here, although we're going to do a theme on physical health. But we have to understand that this is the foundation. Christ is the foundation, but this is our roadmap to understand what it means to be healthy. But just like you teens know in school, you can read the curriculum, you can hear the teacher talk, but if you don't apply it, it's not going to sink in and take root and produce fruit, right? And this is a participatory service, by the way, so if you're visiting, it's okay to say yeah. Nod your head. Um, and so we're, we are going to look, imagine this, we're going to look at building blocks, building blocks found in God's word to build our life upon and with in order to discover, but also not just discover, but to live the healthy life that Christ came and died for, for you. And I don't know about you, but there's a lot of things and a lot of areas in my life that just aren't where they need to be or should be. And if you have it all together, I'm serious, I'm not being sarcastic here, I would like to talk to you because I need help. I'll be at CR on Tuesday. But I'm serious about this. Some of you are living in fullness in many areas of your life, seeing God bring freedom, and you're building upon your life, upon the rock, which we're going to talk about in a second, and you're seeing the fruit of God work in your life. That's amazing, and we need you to share that. We need you to come on Sundays and ooze that to others. Because this year, my goal and our goal as pastors and elders is to make disciples that are growing and living healthy lives that witness to others that something is working. We want to make better disciples here so that when you leave this building, your church, which is the temple of God, anyone who believes and confesses and trusts their life in Jesus Christ, have the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, by the way, in their lives. You're the church. And so when you go out, you're, you're to make more disciples. But how can you make good disciples, healthy disciples, when Phil's not healthy himself? We can't do that. And I can't lead this church and I can't be a pastor here beyond where I myself am growing and leading and living. I can't. And so I need your help. And that's why I've placed in my life mentors and coaches and welcoming Daniel into my life to speak into my sermons and to speak in my life and other elders 
We all need help. But what we need to do more than anything is to go back to the basics. How many times do you hear that when you go to work out, what's the first thing they teach you? <laughs> this is a weight. <laughs> this is a treadmill, and this is go, and when it starts to move, you walk. Right? <laughs> Just like the famous uh, 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 football coach went back his college team in the locker room. True story, by the way. I just keep forgetting his name. It's not Heisman. Um, what's that? Lombardi. Thank you. Wow, good. Good job. Come on up. No. Um, Vince Lombardi, and, he, and he, they were having problems. Just everything was falling apart. And he picks up a football, and he says, Gentlemen, this is a... Football. Elevation. We're going to go back to the basics and we're going to understand what it means to call ourselves disciples and followers of Christ and what it means and what it looks like to be a church that proclaims to be the light to a broken community. And we're going to learn what it means to live in victory and freedom and health. And so if you want that, Come every Sunday that you can. It's going to last. We haven't said it because I just don't know what God's wanting to do throughout the big picture of how long we're supposed to do on finances. We're going to talk about healthy uh, spirituality these next four weeks. Healthy finances, healthy emotions and mental life, healthy relationships. Healthy, 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 healthy. Because God came Jesus came to save and seek the lost, but he says, I came so that you would have life and have it to the full. Basics. And when we get the basics down and we start to build and we allow God's Holy Spirit to work and to lead and to guide us and to fill us and to empower us, we begin to see walking temples Disciples, making other disciples, making impact and waves wherever they go. But it's all about letting go, committing yourself. That's why resolutions often don't work. Coming to church when you can. If you can't make it, I know life is crazy and sports and all that stuff is now on Sundays. Download the message. We're even developing, which I think we're going to announce next week or the week after, an Elevation Community Church app where you can get on your phone and listen to a message and see videos. You can give on your app. You can do so many different things. We want to resource you to be fully connected to Christ, his community, and his cause. That's why Elevation Community Church exists. We want to make you fully connected, which if you're fully connected to Christ and his community and his cause, guess what? You will be living healthy lives. That's what Christ promises. Not perfect, not talking perfection. We will not be completely perfect in these earthly bodies until we see Jesus face to face. It's called glorification in his perfection. However, we are made perfect and righteous in Christ. So even though you don't have it all together, if you have Christ, you are perfect and righteous 
That's good news. Somebody needs to write that down. Speaking of writing it down, I'm going to uh, have the staff produce some notes, uh, sheets of notes for you next week. All through this series, I want you to take notes. I'm just going to encourage you. I'm not going to judge you if you're not. A lot of people have phones. People, they're, not prob- they're probably not texting. A lot of times we're up here. I'm writing notes down on my phone. We'll have a Bible app in our, uh, in, our, in our church app that I believe you can even make notes in that Bible app. Take notes. Do this for yourself. And then every theme, every theme that we carry through, like I said, uh, the first basic theme, getting back to the basics, we're going to talk about healthy spirituality. What does it mean to be spirit-filled? What does it mean to be a Christian? What does it look like? The foundations of the faith. And that theme... Later on this month or or, uh, in February, we're going to offer a basics course, Foundations in the Christian Faith. If you've never been through anything like that, you need to attend. It's going to be on a Sunday night. Then the next theme, we're going to have another course or a class or a seminar. We want to resource you as best as possible in every area of healthy living. But again, we can't drag you here. We can't force it upon you. You need to be committed to do it yourself. And we're going to talk about some factors uh, later on in the message of what hinders us from being fully committed. And so this morning, we're going to read out of Ephesians. And for the most part of the series, we're going to look at an expository teaching of the book of Ephesians written by the Apostle Paul. I'm so excited because this is a loaded book. And I've even asked Daniel, uh, to Pastor Daniel, to do a curriculum for 222s. And by the way, if you're not in a 222 group, hear my heart here. Hear my heart. If you're not in a 222 group and you just come on Sundays, you can grow because you can take notes and you can listen to the message. But if you're not connected to other believers in your life, You are unstable. And Christ has created the body of Christ so that we would be a strong structure built on the foundation, which is Christ. So I'm not saying 222 is the only thing that you should do or get connected. If you have another Bible fellowship in the community or you get together with other believers, that's great. That do that. Go deeper in your faith and make it your own and allow yourself to produce spiritual fruit which is a result from growing in Christ, the vertical, which we're going to get to next week. But 222s are available for you. There are small group structure. And Daniel, I'm so excited about this. Daniel, uh, in the next month, you're going to hear about it. We're developing more 222 groups, not just gender-based 222s, but couples and families 222s. Who's excited about that? Ten of you. That's awesome. Um, But we're excited. We want to create every avenue possible for you to engage with God so you're not next year at the end of December 2017, you're not saying, man, I'm at the same place again. How did I get there? I'll tell you, you weren't fully connected to Christ, his community, and his cause. So, Our series is called Healthy Living, Getting Back to the Basics. So we're going to open up to Ephesians 1. 
If we could bring the house lights up, we're going to bring the house lights up for you. If you have Bibles or your apps, hopefully you'll be able to see. They're not industrial house lights, so if you're in a pocket of darkness, I apologize. You can move if you'd like. Ephesians 1. It's going to be on the screen if you have a, a phone app. I love how Daniel says it. If, you're, if you don't have a Bible app on your phone, you need to introduce your phone to Jesus. Thank you, Daniel. Ephesians 1, and it's going to be on the screen. The Apostle Paul of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. What you need to understand here, that Paul is writing to Ephesians, which makes it very different than a lot of the other uh, epistles, the, the, the letters to the churches, is this is actually... Uh, he addresses matters of perspective and understanding, not just for the church of Ephesus, but for the church history of all periods, including 2017. That's what's really powerful, is if you look at Ephesians in depth, you will find out, and as you read commentaries, you will find out that Ephesians, all Ephesians is, is an exposition. And if you're like me that doesn't have a huge vocabulary, what the exposition means is it's a comprehensive description or explanation of something. And so Ephesians is a comprehensive description and explanation of the verse that we find in Matthew 16, verse 18, where Jesus is talking to Peter, and he says, Peter, you are no longer called Simon, but I call you Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overcome it. The gates of hell will not defeat it. The gates of hell will not be victorious over it. That is our hope as a church. And that one scripture, that one phrase from our Messiah, our Christ, is what Ephesians in six chapters unfolds and fleshes out. And so for the next however months, we're going to go through the book of Ephesians, with you, with, which we will still use other scriptures and passages uh, that fit each theme. And so, Ephesians is broken down into two categories from the exposition of that verse that I will build upon this rock, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. What is he going to build upon the rock? His church, you and me. And it says this, the gates of hell will not overcome it. That is good news. And so the two central teaching themes that we're going to see throughout this series and through the book of Ephesians is this. Number one, it's the eternal character of the church of Christ. The eternal character. So next week we're going to understand the power of the cross. We're going to understand our conception of the church. Who we are, our, our identity, our function the characteristics of the church. And then number two, we're going to see the temporal conduct, the behavior, the, the fruit that is produced from the church, how we are supposed to operate with one another, how we're supposed to look, the, the dis disciplines of a believer and the church. And so with that in mind, let us look, and if you don't mind, because uh, I'm going to be speaking for a little bit, let's stand in honor of God's word. Let's stand together, and I would like for you just to read along with me. Uh, it doesn't have to be out loud, um, but let's read this together, starting with verse 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, 
you in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You see, church, we're not living life just for heaven one day. God even now has blessed us spiritual blessings from heaven. So just like we learned on the go team when we went the missions trip, we're not just living in our missions trip and operating to one day bring the kingdom of God. We are the kingdom of God, okay? And so we are living not just for heaven, but if you are in Christ, you are living from heaven. How cool is that? How do we live from heaven? We live from heaven by his spiritual blessings that he gives us from heaven. How cool is that? Okay, I'm getting excited. All right, <laughs> heavenly places, even as he chose him, I'm skipping ahead, sorry, uh, before the foundation of the world, that we should be what? Holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption as sons and daughters of Christ, according to the purposes of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us, in the beloved, in him, in him, in him, in Christ, in Christ, we have redemption, which we're going to talk about next week, through the blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, our sin, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will. God's will is not a secret. It's for all of those who are in Christ and who seek him. Man, this is good. I love this. This is just filling me up this morning. Making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to what? Unite all things in him. God desires everything to be united to him. Things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to Uh, to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that you who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him. That's salvation. When you hear it, and you respond to it, and you receive it, that is a new life where Christ's redemption, his sacrifice, covers your sins, and the Holy Spirit takes permanent residence in your life. It's that simple, but yet that life-changing. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were what? Sealed. Sealed. That means when it's sealed, you can't take it apart. Sealed in Christ. Uh, I'm losing my place. Uh, sorry. Um, Sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee. I love that. The guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. God, you're here. Come and change us. Speak to us. Anything that is not of you, wipe it away in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. The Holy Spirit is our guarantee that everything that God had promised from Genesis to Revelation will come to pass. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Because if you have Jesus Christ and you receive his payment on the cross, 
and not just his payment on the cross. We're going to talk. Don't miss next Sunday. I, I, I mean that not to hear me preach. Come hear the gospel preached of what Christ did on the cross. It has changed me just studying it. Don't miss it. Because that is the first thing we need to do once we build our life on the foundation, which we're going to talk about in a minute, but we need to understand the power of the cross. I'm getting ahead of myself. Healthy living is a result of knowing who you are. Do you know who you are? And who you were designed to be. Celebrate Recovery is perfect for this. Healthy living is knowing who you are and who you're designed to be. Then leads... It leads to making healthy choices. Now, I know in my life, I'm not where I need to be in many areas. I look around the churches. Let's just be honest. I look around so many churches. Some are seeing the fullness of God and seeing transformation everywhere. It's because they're doing the basics. There are so many churches that are so unhealthy, and many of you have come from backgrounds and churches where you wanted nothing to do with Christianity if that's what the church looked like. I've been there. I was actually on staff at one. It's not healthy. And it's damaging the church and damaging God's flock, God's children. And they're not experiencing the abundance and the fullness that we read in Ephesians. They're not... They're not experiencing healthy spirituality and emotional health and mental health and relational health and financial health. Why? It's because they're not getting back to the basics. They forgot to where they, they forgot from where they came. How about you? And so I'm going to speak some hard truths right to my heart because I don't have it together, everybody. There are some themes that I am really nervous about teaching. Because I just don't live the example as well as I would like to. And so, if with your permission, I'd like to grow together. And there's areas in my life that are messed up, and there's a reason to it. We have a priority problem. Phil Nelson, pastor of Elevation Community Church, has a priority problem. We as a church can have a priority problem. My, uh, my guess is you often have a priority problem. And it knocks us off our course. How many of you just in this last six months have said, my life is crazy and out of balance and out of whack and I just... Da, 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 da. I just wish life would slow down. You have a priority problem. And you make priorities around what is important to you. It's, it's, just, it, 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 it's just what it is. And I, I'm not beating anyone down. I'm just, I'm just trying to open my chest cavity and say, this is what's going on. And every situation is different. I get it. I get it. I'd love to sit down with you. Daniel would love to sit down with you and just see how we can best walk with you and encourage you to this journey of healthy living. But here's the problem. is priority problem isn't 
the root problem. The root problem is we have a heart problem. When we have a heart problem, our priorities follow suit. Last week, many of you were praying, and I, I can't thank you enough, but last week we had a, a huge scare with my dad. We thought we were going to lose him. And um, I'm glad you're here, Pops. And uh, God is so faithful and so good, and his timing is only his timing. And so um, with that, when uh, he went in uh, New Year's Eve, we, were, we celebrated New Year's Eve at Bethesda North. It was awesome. Um, and uh, then he went back on um, Tuesday. And um, first thing they do, first thing they do when they take him in is they put these sticky things on his chest that just, you know, when you tear it off, it's really fun. And, um, and they take these wires and they hook him up. And what they're doing, EKG and all these tests, is first thing first is they're checking what? The heart. Because if the heart is wrong, Everything is probably wrong. And so we, when we get back to the basics, y'all, we got to check our heart. Because if our heart is wrong, it doesn't matter what you do. You can be here at church and just be nodding your head and raising your hands and worship, and your heart is not connected to Christ. And so it doesn't matter what you do. Your heart is wrong. And so you're going to be unhealthy in your emotional and mental life. You're going to be unhealthy in your finances. You're going to be unhealthy in your relationships because your heart is sick. And it needs healing and strengthened. But here's the problem. It's not a heart issue. You have your priorities wrong because you have a heart problem. We have a heart problem because we have a foundation problem. How many know, and I know there's a lot of builders out here, how many know that you would not build your house for your family on a foundation that is cracked or faulty or artificial? How many of you would build on that foundation? No, and if you did, you would take out that foundation and put in a sturdy foundation. Same goes spiritually. We need to understand what foundation we're building on as in our lives, in our family, in our marriages, with our kids, and as a church, we have a foundation problem. You see a lot of people, hopefully this isn't yourself, it was me one time, proclaiming to live as Christ, proclaiming to be a Christian. Yet I wasn't building on the foundation of Christ at all. I was building on the foundation of pride, pornography, pleasures, selfish gain, my own agenda, and I wondered why everything around me was crumbling. I had a foundation problem. And there's so many Christians out there. I mean, a lot of people say that, you know, the United States is a, still a Christian nation. Maybe it is. But I tell you what, there's a lot of people that say that they're a Christian. But you look at the foundation that they stand on, and it is not the foundation that we read in the basics in the Bible. And so this is why this series is so crucial for us to understand what we're building on. Now I'm starting my sermon. So, it's not a matter of if. Your life is going to crumble and be unhealthy. It's a matter of when, if you're building on the wrong foundation. And there's only one true foundation, and we're going to read about that in a moment. But I want to break it up in two categories. There's two foundation problems. 
Some of you listening to my voice right now have a foundation problem that you've never accepted Jesus Christ and his gift of salvation for you for eternity and forevermore to be in heaven with him, which was his design and his plan from the very beginning before sin came and screwed it up. And you're wondering why your life just isn't fulfilled, purposeful, and healthy. That's why. That's why. And we can help you. We can talk with you and and walk with you through this. And this is, by the way, this is inspired and every bit of it is truth. There's nothing inerrant in here at all. But this is a tool. This is a tool. God's love letter for us. It's really Christ that is the Savior. And then the Holy Spirit comes and reveals truth to us. That's a foundation problem. And, and you need that foundation, which is Christ, which is a free gift, which we're going to see in a minute. And so I'd like to look at Ephesians 2 on the screen. This talks about the foundation problem. It says, so then you are no longer strangers or aliens separated from sin. We're going to get in this. I'm, I'm throwing a lot of theology, maybe some even Christian terms that you may not know or understand. It's okay. The next four weeks or five weeks or who knows when, we're going to be working through this every step of the way. And then if you still don't understand it, we're going to have a basics course. We'd love to fill this place up and teach the foundations of the faith. But you are fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. Built saints as every believer in Christ. Built on the what? Foundation of the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. In him who the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple. Remember it said we're supposed to be holy and blameless? Yeah, that's what it's talking about. Being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. That is the foundation. Here's another, uh, uh, the quote is on the slide. I was just thinking this through and, and uh, I'm going so fast. So uh, take a look at this. It is very important that we build. Is that up there? It is very important that we build or lay the right foundation. It's not. Just listen to my beautiful voice. Uh, It's very important that we build or lay the right foundation for a life that pursues God. You have not come to a religion or a church, and I pray that that would remain that way here at Elevation. We're not about a religion. We're not about a church. We're not about a minister. We're not about a set of beliefs necessarily. You have come to the living God. The created, that created the universe. It is through his son, Jesus. It is through his son, Jesus. Thank you. That is the only true foundation that you can have or should ever need. Next. If you want to be fully healthy in your relationship with God. Let's just stop there. We don't have to raise our hands. How many of you want to be fully healthy with your relationship with God? which will affect everything else, you must dig deep into the person of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, who he is, what he thinks, what he is like, what his ways are, what his personality is like, and what he thinks and feels about you as his child. That's going back to the basics to get healthy. It's not just enough to believe that God is the Son and he is Jesus and he died for you. It's not enough just to believe it. But you have to receive his new life. 
you have to let the dead sinful man or woman go and you have to let Jesus take over and transform you. Where we don't just hear about Jesus and we just read the Bible, but we're transformed by his gospel and applying it. Look at this Luke 6, 46 to 49. Write this down because I'm going to go very fast. He says this about it. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not uh, do what and not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he's like. He is like a man building a house who dug a deep and laid uh, dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against the house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears my words, my gospel message, and does not apply them is like a man who builds a house on the sand, the ground with a without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. This is the foundation that Jesus was talking about to Peter when he said, upon this rock I will build the church, and the gates of hell will not prevail it. It's He is the cornerstone. Anything other than Christ that you're building in your life is going to be swept away, whether now or later or in eternity. So now the second category of the foundation problem is for those who have believed and received Christ's salvation work on the cross. Wow, we're running out of time. I'm sorry. But have their priorities out of balance and are disconnected from the perfect alignment with Christ and they have not allowed the Holy Spirit to take full control. So 1 Corinthians 3, verses 10 through 11 says this, let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than the foundation of Jesus Christ. Next Sunday, we're going to talk all about that, and all the notes that I didn't cover will be thrown into next Sunday. So here, church, here's God's heart and design and his word to us for those who are believers in Christ Jesus as a church and as individuals who have their priorities out of balance. And I just pray you would hear the heart of Christ And it's found in Revelations 2 when he's speaking to the disciple John on Patmos. And John is getting a vision from Jesus Christ. And he's writing to different churches on behalf of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ says this to the church of Ephesus. Imagine that. Guess what book we're going through? Ephesians. Paul's letter to Ephesians. And he says this. I know your works, I know your toil, your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and have not grown weary. I know that you serve in E-Kids. Good job. I know you come to church every Sunday that you can. Every other event that you can come and serve, I know you do that. I know you read your Bible every day. I know that you tell people at work, and you put on a, a, a picture or a sign on your desk that says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I know that you do this, and I know you give to the church, and I know you give to the needy and I know that you're there and da 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 but I have this against you you've left your first love you've walked off the foundation that I gave you which was the cornerstone come back come back 
You've left. Your priorities are out of whack because you had a heart problem. And your heart pursued other things other than myself. Come back. That's what Jesus was calling to me these past six months. I've been unhealthy in many areas, but it's because I failed to truly abide in the presence of God and slow down my life to where I needed to get rest. And everything else from that lack of building on that foundation started to fall apart, and I'll tell you about that in Sundays to come. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen and repent, turn, turn, repent, turn. And do the works you did at first. If not, I will come and remove your lampstand. Unless you repent. This is what this is saying. It's not talking about salvation. What it's saying is if we don't return to Christ. And we don't get back to building on the foundation of Christ. Which comes from our vertical relationship with Jesus Christ then our foundation, or he is our foundation, he's our hope, he's our light. And if we don't build our lives off of that, then we will be off balance, our priorities will be out of whack, and we will not be operating as the church was intended of being the light. We are supposed to be the light. If we're not building on the foundation and we're not keeping Christ first, we are off that foundation. That's what it's saying is we will lose our light, we'll lose our witness, we'll lose our impact, we'll lose what we're seeing God do. I don't want that. I don't want to be accountable for that. And so here's the Healthy Living 101 for today. Write this down if you could. Healthy 101 Living for Today. It should be on the screen. A life built on the cornerstone of Jesus. Who is Jesus? Is a life with a healthy heart. A new heart. The priorities we set for healthy living will not be effective and fruitful if they are not built upon the salvation of Christ, our identity in Christ, and if they are not empowered and led by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. And due to time, I'm going to stop. But there's so much more I want to say about this. And so can you promise me that you'll come next Sunday? If not, download the message and listen to it. Go into the word yourself. Guys, God is speaking to us. And if we don't get our foundation right, everything else will be out of balance. Christ is our cornerstone. You know what cornerstone, Christ being our cornerstone, really just comes down to? Band, you can come on up. It comes down to this. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground. Where are you building your foundation? And if you build your foundation, your life on Christ, 
How are you adding to that foundation, which we're going to talk about in the weeks coming forward? We need an awakening and we need to stand firm on the solid foundation because the storms of life are coming. They're here. Jesus promises that we will have tribulations of all kinds. And you know what's interesting? You go back to the disciples when they're in the boat and a storm hits. Guess who's in the middle of the boat? Jesus. He's sleeping. He's having a heyday. He's not worried about storm. The disciples are feared for their life, and they wake up Jesus and say, Jesus, don't you care that we're going to drown in our lives or just a little, and your ministry's going to go to the pond and all this stuff. And Jesus says, what, what are you worried about? Like, I'm here. Did you not forget what we just did in ministry and healing of so many people? And all he does is he rebukes the storm and he calms the storm. When we build our lives on the, the solid rock, the foundation of Jesus Christ, church, storms are going to come. But when you're standing on Christ and you're building your blocks with the basics that come from the Word of God and the Holy Spirit leading and guiding you, you will not falter. You will not waver because you will be healthy spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, relationally, financially, and the gates of hell will not overcome you. Do you want that? I do. And so we need to surrender and lay it down at the cross. And so would you stand with me? We're going to worship. And I don't want to skip this moment. If you've never built your foundation with Jesus Christ, your life on the foundation, I want to talk to you. You can challenge me. Ask me questions. I want to talk to you and pray for you. Because that's the most important decision you will ever make in your entire life. And if you decide not to make it on the foundation and years go by and life just keeps crumbling, remember those words and come on back and find me. Hopefully it's not too late. I want us to pray together. I want us to seek the Lord together. I want this altar to be open for anyone who is struggling, who just says, I want to build on the right foundation. I want to get it right. God, give me strength. Show me what I need to do. You know what's amazing about us, and, and then we're going to worship, but I hope you realize how loved you are by this God, this Creator. There is no other creature or creation that is like you. Out of all creation that He created, He used His hands to create you. He spoke everything into existence, but you, He formed with His hands. He touched the earth and got messy to create you. And those are the same hands that were pierced on the cross for you because we messed it up and lived a life on the wrong foundation. All you have to do is surrender and let go to the hands that formed you and the hands that were crucified for you. And all you have to do is give them your hands. Give them your heart. Give him your life and let him take over. He can do a better job than you, I promise. So let us worship as we say, find in me something faithful, oh God. Do your work, Jesus.